Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole. And I'm Crystal. Welcome back to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. A podcast where we talk about international stories, tales, legends, and myths. Sprinkled with true crime, extraterrestrial, and the like. These accounts have been passed down through family and friends. We're sharing these stories to keep them going. And we want to continue to pass them down for culture, fascination, and for you guys to feel the same fear we felt when we heard them. This is a disclosure. We're not professionals. We're not historians. We just love everything scary. On today's episode, we're exploring folklore in Nicaragua and an island we hold close to our heart. Puerto Rico. Go. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you pressed pause. No, it's recording. (laughs) You can just talk. All right, everyone. So my story is from Latin America, Nicaragua, where we are exploring and diving into is back in the 16th century. There was a story that till this day is still lived on called La Carreta Nagua. In English, that means a wooden cart. Um, this wooden cart was a very noisy cart. Think of it back in the day where uh, the Spaniards used to have caravans in, uh, while roaming the land. Um, what they would do is invade Indian uh, tribes, obviously take their gold and supplies, but they would also capture slaves. And these slaves were chained to a cart And what happened is because they're slaves and they don't get any food or water, most of the people that were chained to these, the souls were attached to the cart. So they perished while bombarding and invading other territories or tribes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So this wooden cart was covered when it's in Nicaragua, the time period where you where you're able to see the um, the time frame that you see the wooden cart is going to be around 1 a.m. So in the middle of the night, that's different. Usually it's 3 a.m. Yeah. So for 1 a.m. over there, you would see a um, wooden cart covered with a white sheet. And the person who's your driver is your grim reaper dressed in a white robe holding the reins of two skeleton steers creepy yeah so um this wagon is said to only drive straight or ride straight Mm -hmm. the wagon never turns corners what would happen is when you would see you're not supposed to see but when you would see it or hear it you would hear it on one street it would immediately disappear and reappear on the next street oh yeah so the wagon said to never turn any corners any corners. The Nicaraguan people believe that when you are visited by La Carreta Nagua, you could be healthy as a horse one day and by the next day you can become very ill to the point where the neighbors and the family members would know that by the end of the night they would come for you. Obviously people who were already on their final days would be there and know that he would come in the night. One thing that was told from everyone is when that um, the Carreta Nagua would go to your house he needed to be invited into the household. Um, if you did not allow him to come inside, he would try to convince you to come outside. And for those who are weak and are suffering in pain, would go, obviously, no no fighting so, whatsoever. Why would he visit you? Um, to take your soul. But for what reason? Did you have to do something bad? No. Mm. Yeah. So he would so just come unannounced? During that time period, it was a, there was a lot of malaria as well. And a lot of people were just fi- uh, afraid because most hospitals were far away. By the time you came back with any treatment or medicine, mm-hmm. he had already come by. So the stories that I read 
were people who witnessed hearing chains. They could be dead asleep or oh, just man. hanging outside on the porch. Hear these chains, the wagon, the wagon hitting the pebble stone. And as the um, sounds would get closer, you would <laughs> get somebody those walk, chills. Somebody yeah. walked down and upstairs and scared yes. me. Yes. Uh-huh. That was creepy. Somebody <laughs> just walked around upstairs. Yeah. That was really creepy. That was mm-hmm. bad timing. Yeah. Whoever just walked above us. <laughs> So this is something that lives on till this day. Most of the elderly, really? that, uh, yeah, most Still? of the elderly that try and obviously our our age, um, we try and get more backstory to I'm it. Not elderly, well, the elderly like our <laughs> grandma and grandpas <laughs> call them elderly. <laughs> uh, they. Um, try to ask for more history and most of them just try and say, well, this is what happened. So make sure if you ever hear it, come inside. And as I was looking at things, they still believe it. Mm -hmm. As I would uh, look more and more, I would get more chills because think of it. I mean, the Grim Grim Reaper can show up in any way, shape or form. Now he's driving his own ride with a wagon and two steers that are skeleton just ready to Mm -hmm. collect people and just say, I can take your suffering away. Yes. Come to me. Come, Come with me. It sounds like a demon. Yeah. That's yeah, really definitely. creepy. That's it for That's me. It? Yeah. Okay. All right. My story. Well, what I'm going to be talking about today is a little Latin American vampire legend known as the Chupacabra. The word Chupacabra translates chupa is to suck. Cabra is goat. So it's a goat sucker. Chupacabra. <laughs> it all began in March 1995 in Puerto Rico when there were numerous reports of livestock being found dead and emptied of their blood. There would be an injury at the neck, but the body's still there intact, which is weird because if if it was a predator, a dog, yeah. a coyote, a wolf, whatever, it would likely be that the body of the livestock would be tore up yeah. or gone. Mm-hmm. There would just be traces of it left. But mm-hmm. no, these, this livestock, these goats and chickens would just be dead there with no blood. Weird. Wow. Not until August of 95, about five months later, did we get the first eyewitness description of this creature. Madeline Tolentino said she saw this creature through a window at her mom's house in Cano Canovanas, Puerto Rico. The description she provided entailed a bipedal, long-limbed, earless creature with a spiny back. It's four to five feet tall, has an alien oblong head, with red or black eyes. And then some other descriptions I found from who knows people who may have seen it. They say these are descriptions that are out there, but they all counter each other. So they say it walks on two legs, but then other people say it walks on four. Some say it has lizard-like skin and others say it has fur. I remember growing up too that it had spines in the back. There was a movie mm-hmm. that had come out. I forget who it was, but it was like this mutated animal put together where it had the boar's face it had um, spikes coming out of its back. These big old arms. I'm gonna figure out <gasps> where it is. Oh, I know which movie you're talking about. Yeah. The really quiet one, right? Where they couldn't talk. Red Riding Hood or something like that. They were all in red cloaks. Red cloaks. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. I remember That's that. That's what reminded me of Chupacabra. It so. was it Sham- Shyamalan. <laughs> yes, the Shyamalan guy. Yes. Okay, look that one up. <laughs> See what 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 is what the name of it was. Okay. Um, the Chupaca- Chupacabras also have. Wait, what? No, the chupacabras. Okay, so they have pronounced backbones, and then some say they're covered with sharp spines, and I guess others say they don't have anything. And then some say that the two-legged chupacabra supposedly hops like a kangaroo. Whoa, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So based on the description from Madeline, she worked with a man named George Martin. He's a local UFO researcher. Together, yes. they provided the world with a sketch of the chupacabra, and it... it 
do you remember the pictures we used to see? It looked like a little alien. It was the village. The village. Yes. Oh, that movie was such a good movie. We should. <laughs> I was gonna say we should have the kids watch it. Maybe yeah. not. Not yet. Not yet. That's such a good movie because it wasn't scary at the end. Yeah. It was just a mind trip. But it built you up to it. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You expected it to be so much worse. Do you remember the pictures we used to see of the Chupacabra when we were little? I remember seeing it in on the news and obviously it was very pixelated in seeing it. I remember them showing uh, videos or clips of trees it being oh, in the trees. actual thing. Yeah. You remember it in trees? Yeah. I don't remember seeing. Like you said, I remember there's videos on the news, but they were very bad quality. Yeah. Like you couldn't tell what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, remember the anim- the animations, the sketches? Oh, yeah. It looked like a little alien with big old red like eyes. Like Taz. A mutated Taz. A mutated... Oh, yeah, because it had the spikes. He was green. <laughs> okay. Um. So this all happened in 95 in Puerto Rico. Um. A year later was when there were reports of Chupacabra sightings in the U.S. The first one was in Miami, Florida. And then it was followed with more sightings in Mexico, the Caribbean, Latin America, and eventually everywhere. People were seeing Chupacabras. In... 2000, a Nicaraguan rancher shot and wounded something attacking his goat. A ranch hand found the carcass a few days later. It was said to look like a hairless, rangy-looking dog. Ew. Claims by the ranger... Wait, no, not the ranger. Claims by the rancher and the media theorized it was a genetics experiment. So that's what they were saying. Hmm. And it was a cross between a wolf and a crocodile. But anatomy specialist, <laughs> I am so random, a crocodile. <laughs> Where did the crocodile come from? <laughs> anatomy specialist at the National Autonomous University of Nicaragua revealed it was a common dog, most likely with mange. In 2004, there was another report of someone shooting a chupacabra, but again, it turned out to be coyotes with severe mange. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this is when we go to a woman by the name of Phyllis Canyon. She's a nature naturopathic doctor and hunter. Her first report of seeing a chupacabra was when she was at her ranch in South Central Texas and she saw the creature slipping through the the pastures in broad daylight. She described it as a hairless canine figure with blue-gray flesh and bony limbs. Soon after, she and her husband found one of their chickens with its throat torn open, apparently drained of blood. That's Dracula. A little little four-foot Dracula (laughs) running around. It's a duende. Oh, I know. <laughs> Can you It's a little red hat Forget flopping it. in the wind? Yep. <laughs> okay, so in 2007, she picked up the creature on the side of the road near her ranch, and she did as much um, extensive research on it that she could. In her findings, she reports that numerous DNA tests should suggest the animal is a hybrid of a coyote on the maternal side and a Mexican wolf on the paternal side. Texas officials and others have written off the the phenomenon as dogs with mange, renaming it the Texas Blue Dog from what um, Canyon, Phyllis Canyon had got. But she believes there's more to the story. She told the Huffington Post, we know the animal that killed the chicken licked the blood. It opens the throat in the jugular. It seems to like the taste of blood, which is interesting because the only animal that is set up to suck blood is the bat. Yeah. For instance, Canyon's Blue Dog, they named it the Blue Dog because it has a blue toned skin. Hmm. Um, the blue dog has three phalanges or toes on the front paws while wolves and coyotes have four and it only has four teats whereas more other canines have between eight to ten. Yeah. So it's definitely some sort of mutation going on well from the from the sound of it. And she also says there are two strange pouches on both sides of the tail that were not infected glands which I guess they thought 
it was, but it wasn't. She says she cut into it um, for a DNA test and there was nothing but solid red meat. What? It sounds like a mutated animal, right? Yeah. She doesn't claim to know what the chupacabra is, but she is adamant that this isn't a normal coyote with mange, but maybe the chupacabras are a type of rare coyote and that are naturally hairless, probably living underground and very fond of blood. Although she is the only one with a captured blue dog. We're going to rename the chupacabra blue dog, I guess. (laughs) There have been numerous sightings of them. She says they can run up to 35 miles per hour and are hard to catch. And because of their blue eyes and hairless skin, they most likely live underground and come out in the early hours or twilight hours. And she, the creature that she found on the side of the road, she took it to a taxidermist and it, it's displayed at her home. No. <laughs> yes. Like a shrine. A shrine. Welcome. Her prized possession, mm-hmm. the chupacabra. <laughs> so the chupacabra. Um, I also read that it's been a story from way back in the days as I think... Because this came out, what, 95? Mm-hmm. But they say there's, you know, like folklore. It's hundreds of years of yeah. this thing that sucks blood from animals. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's a dog. Do you think it's a dog? It sounds like a mutated animal. I would say some type of dog. Because if it's going after goats or small prey, nothing large. You didn't see anything on, like, you know, mountain lions or bears or cows, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say some type of dog breed. It's so weird, though, because they don't tear it up like you think a dog would. Mm-hmm. And apparently they like the blood. It's creepy. I, I remember know. when we went to travel, we went to go visit Puerto Rico. That was something that we were very scared of. Mm-hmm. It was only, you say 98, right? We went to Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Three years after the craze started in 95, we were at the like peak <laughs> of the Chupacabra phase. <laughs> I hated that. I remember we rented, was it a rented van? Yes. We had rented that van. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't. Our parents had rented that van. I remember driving up or around those hills and stuff and just like, don't look out the window. Mm-hmm. Don't look out the window. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the Chupacabra. But I also remember go- driving where grandma's, where she was born in the hospital where it had the cross and there was bats all <gasps> over the top of the cross. I don't remember that. Yeah, because of the lights. I don't remember that. That's what? scary. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I only remember us being stuck in a little cot. <laughs> in the heat hot <laughs> the boys got to sleep in the back room with the ac you remember mm-hmm. that and we got stuck by the front door with yep. one fan mm-hmm. i remember that mm-hmm. we remember that and us Mom. roaming we would roam <laughs> the streets no problem um it was in a lot of an area yeah. where there was cows and everything yes you remember when emilio and jesse walked down the street yep. and there was a bull uh-huh, uh-huh. And he was wearing red that. and of course yes, the bull yes, comes yes. charging and here we go Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've gone to Puerto Rico. We cannot say we have seen a chupacabra. Apparently, we saw bats and a bull. No chupacabra. Mm, nothing close to that. Mm-mm. I think that's all I have for mine. Yeah. This wraps up this episode. Subscribe to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Las Brujas Podcast and on Twitter at Brujas Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Any feedback, suggestions, or personal testimonials that confirm these stories, we would love to read them. A question for you. What do you believe? Join us next week. We post every Friday. Bye. Bye.